Um, it's a dolphin. So cute. It is so it is cute. cute. It has like black around its eyes, so it kind of looks like it's wearing makeup. <laughs> it's an it's an emo porpoise. <laughs> Dad, I don't want to go today. I just want to stay home. Son, you're endangered. You have to be nice and Aww. be smart. Dad, I just want to stay home. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sea Motionals Podcast. Woo! This is going to be episode one of a new adventure that Sea Motionals is doing. We are going to dive in. <laughs> Did you like that pun? Dive. dive. So I'm joined here with my co-host. Uh, be a little easy on her, guys. She's never done a podcast before. Uh, introduce yourself, co-host. Hello, I'm Kira. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Kira. So uh, tell me, I don't even think I asked you this. How long ago did your interest in the sea world, the world of ocean animals and conservation and helping animals? Or I know you've always loved animals. Mm-hmm. When was it like, I want to help animals? Um, always, I think. <laughs> always. Uh, yeah, even since I was little, I've always had that desire, I think, because... My mom is an animal lover. We grew up with a lot of pets, and I, I'm i assuming that's where my love for animals came from because my mom is like that, my brother is like that, so I feel like that's always been me ever since I was little. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mom. I, I don't know if it's from <laughs> her, but I think it might be. Well, that's good, though. I mean, you do live in the right place. You had, Your whole life you lived in Florida, which is basically, you know, prime spot of helping ocean conservation being part of the ocean i guess because you grew up with beaches mm-hmm, i grew yeah. up next to land <laughs> so like i didn't have be like i've always wanted to be at the beach so i guess it's easier to fall into that just being in florida yeah we went to the beaches all the time growing See, up i know a lot of people listening probably are landlocked and i'm um, sorry for you it sucks i i'm i was right there with you for a long time in my life but that's that's beside the point what we wanted to introduce first is we're actually having a beach cleanup after I know it's been quite a long time for you see emotionals veterans out there. I apologize, but life gets in the way. But we are going to try doing some more beach cleanups so you guys can join those back up. And when did we say the first one was? June 26th. Um, that's going to be a Sunday. All right. Make sure your schedules are clear for Sunday. No brunches this Sunday. Okay. I want to see you all out there. <laughs> doing doing some great stuff so with that aside we can start into the episode here so i know you brought a topic and i brought a topic to talk about which one do you want to do first you want me to like kind of go over mine because yours seems more fun mine seems more fun it does oh you're interested i am interested (laughs) my 
topic I wanted to bring is something in Florida that is a Florida only thing, and it's only going to be here until June 20. I think it's June 20th. So I'm sorry for anybody who does not live in Florida and can't experience this. This thing is called Hidden Worlds. And what it is, is it's an immersive dining experience. So if anyone's ever been to any dinner shows or anything like like a train dinner show, they have those a lot. People have compared it to, I don't know if anyone did the Van Gogh experience that happened last year. I know we did. And it was very iffy. (laughs) But I know a lot of people got to experience the full Van Gogh experience, which I know one of my my other co-hosts from my other podcast. He got to experience the full thing. I'm still jealous, but it's sort of like Van Gogh. It's a restaurant. And what the restaurant does is they have this whole dinner show about saving the ocean and protecting the ocean. Hmm. And it's it's called Diner Conservation or something. And diner or dinner? Diner Conservation. And basically what they do is they provide this full course meal. They have a daytime dinner show and a night show. The daytime dinner show is $35, which is pretty reasonable. You get 40 minute experience and it's like a full Van Gogh slash like immersive walkthrough of this uh, museum. It's at a museum in Miami. I thought it was a dinner. Well, it's both. Oh. Yeah, you get, you get to go to a museum first for $35. It's like a 40 minute walkthrough. They teach you about ocean conservation, different things you can do to protect the planet, which is really darn dope. And then you can pay for the dinner show or well, just the dinner. And it starts at six and ends at 10. So I think it's like four hours and it's 250 per person. This is a massive jump from $35. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Fancy. it's $250. So this was my problem with it, okay? How are you going to have a whole dinner about ocean conservation, and then you serve ocean food? You serve seafood. Is that what they're serving? Yeah. So that was my biggest thing. Like, I was trying to research it. Like, how are you going to have, like, a whole show about conserving the ocean, and then you feed people the ocean. <laughs> Why are they using like sustainable seafood? So that's the thing. Um, I've did more research into it. Why? Did you? Because I I was like thrown off. I'm like I am not full vegan by any means. I do eat a lot of vegan food, but I, I can't get away from things like shrimp. So I'm wondering. I won't eat. I only eat, like fresh to market. Like I won't eat. Uh, there's like different categories of how people get seafood, and I only eat like fresh to market. A lot of restaurants, at least in Florida, are fresh to market. I don't think any places, if you're living in Kansas or Colorado, it's like that. But this place, so the place basically has sustainable methods. So if you've ever, if anyone's ever, be, this is a perfect example. If anyone's ever been on the Disney ride, where it shows like how, yeah, yeah, where they show like all the sustainable conservation of farming and ocean and food. So it's like that. They have fresh farm food from somewhere in Miami and it's farm food seafood. Like if that makes sense, like they grow their own vegetables and uh, they serve you with seaweed for the sushi. There's like a few other rice meals. It's a poke. What they do is they serve you very small portions. So you only eat like- Yeah, this place. So this is like the experience that you can get. And if you go, they have uh, exclusive cocktails, which cost a lot of money, but they look, they sound really good. See, this is the portions here. Like, so if you could see that. Is it all seafood? Is that all they serve? It's all seafood. They have vegan options. Oh, they do. And not all seafood. Most of it is. And the seafood they do have, they conserve it and they cook it in 
get it in a way that's sustainable for the environment. So they try to teach other people, uh, maybe like, you know, you're a restaurant owner and you're trying to look at ways to be more conservative with your restaurant. You can go here, learn about it. They'll teach you like different ways to get food, different ways that you can go about sustaining the environment while keeping your restaurant. Because if you guys know, the beef industry is probably the worst industry ever uh, in, in concerns with like greenhouse gases and all of that. I mean, they're terrible. They're worse than the car industry. You wouldn't think that, but the factories running the beef factories are just terrible. Cry. Cry. <laughs> So I thought this place was really cool. I don't know if I like the $250 price tag on that. I mean, I think it's definitely worth it if you want to go, but it's just it's just crazy. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, a pricey dinner for sure. Oh, by the way, I found the gallery. It's at the Rudolph Buddha, Buja, Buja Gallery, and it's only until June 20th, so I'm sorry, but you guys only got uh, 12 days left to see this. So you better get down there. It sounds really cool besides the price tag. Like, I would like to go, but I don't know if I want to pay that much for a dinner. So I, I don't know. I'm curious how, like, if they sell out or how many yeah. people go. People that have a lot of money. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Miami. So I'm sure they priced it according to Miami's entertainment areas. Yeah, they have, like, a whole team behind it. I mean, they have a mixologist, a chef from a big restaurant there. I would like to see the daytime show. I don't know if I'll ever make it down there by the 20th, <laughs> but go soon. I would love to at least see the daytime show. Yeah, would you want to go to this? Yeah, if we can if we can make it down. I mean, that's kind of hard to do in the next 12 days. I know it's over, but for, you know, oh, by the way, I didn't even mention this for the podcast. It is World's Ocean Day, guys, Woo-hoo. or World Oceans Day or Oceans World Day or however you say it. <laughs> World Ocean Day. World Ocean. Well, yes. see, he, here they say World Oceans Day because there's well, multiple oceans. Okay. I don't know. But it's all really one ocean. Isn't it just one big ocean? Yeah. That's what I thought. I don't know. Well, anyway, they have a sale going on for today, but today is, well, over in two hours, at least in time of our recording. But it is great that we're starting on World Oceans Day, isn't yeah. it? It's like a, like a good hint or good luck, right? Because we didn't even do that on purpose. No, we literally were just like, hey, let's do this on Wednesday. And then... She was like, hey, it's World Oceans Day today. I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, funny. I found another I word. Be... They hashtag these, these fun hashtags here. Impactainment. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, I like that, that hashtag. Impactainment. I think it's, it's definitely harder to, to say. Make it entertaining for people to want to go, but then they'll learn. I think it's great for kids. I think it's really great for they kids. They better really enjoy that meal, though. <laughs> I like that it's a whole experience. For any of you who've been to the Van Gogh experience and know it, basically you're sitting down at the table and they have the environment changing around you. So it's like sharks are on the wall behind you. The table, it has like immersive sharks and fish and seaweed and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like the Van Gogh thing while you're eating. Or if you've ever been to, what restaurant was it at Epcot? Or was it at Epcot? The space one? No, not the space one. There's a restaurant. There's a restaurant where you eat and the table is made out of fish. Like it's just glass and then like you like, mm? eat. Yeah, and then Real like fish? Yeah, like they're swimming in the table and and you eat over the fish and they're like in the table swimming. But it could have been Sea Oh, it was SeaWorld. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, it was at SeaWorld. I would say go, but also I don't like SeaWorld, so you no, know. Don't. So don't go, but go, but don't go. 
Or maybe just go for the restaurant and be like, hey, I don't want to pay you guys the money for the theme park. Can I just go for the restaurant? <laughs> I don't think they'll, uh, they'll no. go by that. All right. Well, that was basically all I had for that topic. I wanted, I thought it was just a cool thing to talk about because someone is doing something about, you know, ocean conservation in a fun way. Yeah. I thought it was a I good like idea that. that they were doing that. Good job, people. Good job. Uh, they're Hidden Worlds Entertainment. Hidden World. It's only a pop-up. So yeah. they said this is their first ocean conservation pop-up. They have done other oh. dinner shows before. So okay. hopefully it goes good because it might be coming to a city near you. Look forward to that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's it all. That's all I had for that one. So do you, you have something now that I'm actually really excited for? Are you? I am. I mean, it's kind of sad. Well, yeah, but I want to know so that, like, I, you know, we can spread the word. Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about some of the world's most endangered marine species. There's actually a lot more, but I uh, just have a couple that I'm going to share today. So the rarest sea animal and one of the most endangered animals in the world is the faquita. Um, and this actually means little cow in Spanish, and it's a unique species of porpoise. So. Um, it's a dolphin. So cute. It is so it is cute. cute. It has like black around its eyes, so it kind of looks like it's wearing makeup. <laughs> it's an it's an emo <laughs> porpoise. Dad, I don't want to go today. I just want to stay home. Son, you're endangered. You have to be nice and Aww. be smart. Dad, I just want to stay home. <laughs> There's actually less than 30 of these animals left. And they're facing extinction. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, what was interesting about a lot of these animals that I found that were endangered, a lot of the reasons why they're endangered, of course, is because of humans. And Darn us humans. So, you know, that's definitely something that we can avoid if we just made better choices and we're, you know, looking at the, the causes of our actions. Alrighty, so I'm going to go to the next one here. Whale sharks is actually another endangered Wait, species. what? And it's oh, the no. biggest fish in the ocean. And um, as of 2016, they have been classified as endangered, and they've been seeing a reduction in the sightings. Why did I not know about this? I, I don't know. Huh. I did. I, I had no clue. I didn't I did, know about a lot of these. I did a, um, oh, God, it was like 2019, I think, we did a, fundraiser for whale sharks yeah i think it was like 2018 or 19 and i had no idea they were endangered um it says they're disappearing largely from commercial fishing and illegal poaching the fins and oil which are sold for food and their skin for bags that's just so, what, what why would you want a whale shark bag like <laughs> what what yeah that's strange this is like a really strange it's, it must be blubbery it can't be great for like you know putting stuff in it i don't know it says here that a large demand is coming from China, so I don't really think we have a lot of this here. Like, I don't think a lot of people are eating whale shark here, unless I'm wrong. Yeah, probably not. There's, there's like, a big market in Japan and China for whaling. I don't know why. I, mm -hmm. I know it's only, like, a select group of whalers and fishers. It's not, you know, the whole people. Like, people think it's, like, all of China and Japan. Like, you know, it's just, like, for some reason, they continue to do it, and for some reason, there's a market. It could be that, like, rich people want this stuff. I don't know. Another one on my list is actually whales in general for the reason you just said. Mm. Um, and it was 
it was kind of all the whales. A lot of the whales are... They're so big. It's like one whale could make a bunch of stuff, I imagine. That's probably why they want them versus just like seals, which is sad. Yeah, I I think I saw seals on here as well, but no. I didn't have that, have that one down here. So yeah, there's different protections that are out there, but there's still a lot of illegal stuff going on. Um, so I don't know how you would stop that. You have these laws. Now, does Japan them. and China have these laws? Do you know, or is it like illegal um, in their in their like ocean this is space? International Whaling Commission. Okay, so then it is it is illegal, but there's just no one. There's no like soldiers out there. Like uh, you can't do that. Well, the ocean's so people. big. I mean, they can't cover every area. Yeah, so there's just whaling going on. It's um. That's so sad. Poor whales. It's us doing it. Well, not not all of us, but <laughs> the whole really world sad population. If whales went extinct because they're awesome. I love whales. So another one I have on here, there was a few different turtles that came up, but the one I found here was the hawksbill sea turtle, and it's one of the smallest species of turtle, and um, hmm. it's one of the most endangered species of turtle in the world. It's an estimated global population of 8,000, with only 1,000 nesting females. Oh, dang. And they're usually hunted for their shells, which are sold illegally to create jewelry, which is yeah. These strange. are the these are the spotted ones with they're like the, so cute. The spotted yeah. These are like when you when you think of a turtle, I feel like this is what people think of. Yeah, when you see like pictures of turtles, you like often this, see a turtle like this. Yeah, this is the turtle. <clears throat> That's sad that it's going extinct. You guys don't need shells. Come on now, you guys don't need jewelry. Well, you can. You can find jewelry in other ways, like gems and stones, and make them. We don't have to use turtles. Or just fake turtle shell. Fake turtle, yeah. That we can make cool. anything fake nowadays. <laughs> like, come on. At this point, we've, we've, we have the technology. We can do it. Definitely. So the next one was surprising, was the sea no. otter. Oh, they're one of my favorite animals. One of the smallest marine animals on Earth. They're very important for our ecosystem. Their populations once numbered over several hundred thousand. Now they're less than 2,000 due to the fur trade, apparently. There is a, a ban on this. So I guess because of the ban, like numbers of the sea otters have gone up, but uh, there's still other threats like pollution, oil spills, entanglement, and fishing equipment, which is another thing I saw come up a lot. A lot of these animals were caught in nets and things like that, and that's why... So more of our junk. Yep. Yeah. Mm. A lot of pollution, a lot of illegal hunting, and the nets that are supposed to be catching other fish, but these other animals are being trapped and killed. That's sad. Very sad. My last one on here is manatees, which mm. I love so much. I actually much. knew about this one. Yeah, this one I think is more well-known, especially in Florida. I feel like we know about the manatees. They're like sea cows. <laughs> yeah, if you live anywhere in Florida, pretty much, you'll probably have gone to a spring at least once or twice in your life where... They make the journey. I think it. I don't. I think it's during the springtime, and then during the fall is their journeys. I know the spring is correct. Like they do it around like February. I know they're usually here when it's colder and yeah. the winter. They go upstream and kind of like salmon, actually. If you guys know about that, so yeah, they're huge and they just. When you see them in the springs, it's just amazing to look at. There's a few funny facts or just fun facts that they look so big and round, but they're not actually fat. 
their bodies are actually just packed with their organs, which is funny because they seem so fat, but they're just, that's just their body. Like they don't have extra fat on them. Hmm. And they have no natural predators, only humans. They even coexist peacefully with alligators. Yeah, I couldn't so, imagine an alligator. <laughs> they're like uh, they're like bigger than this table. I couldn't even imagine the yeah, biggest huge. of alligators going like, hmm, I want to tangle with that guy. Well, the manatee probably wouldn't fight back. They're I, very sweet. I couldn't even imagine that like giant great white sharks wouldn't see them as, you know, prey, but they're so cute and sweet. They are sweet. They're very sweet creatures. They're like I guess and people call them sea cows, but I think of them more as sea elephants. Because like elephants are sweet. And so are so are so are uh, cows. That's true, but I guess I just don't. I don't know. Like they're the same color as elephants, and I just see elephants have like these gentle eyes and gentle demeanor, yeah, and I, I see, see that, that in in manatees. Yeah, the current population is estimated to be around six thousand, and a lot of the deaths um, have been coming from boat collisions. So just boats hitting them. So I know when they're around that you have to be more careful about driving your boat around them. I can see that because when we were kayaking, I feel like those boat people just didn't care. Yeah, they could have hit they just, something. We were kayaking and they just rudely like drive their boat and barely slow down until they're almost at you. It was terrifying, actually. Yeah, and I can only imagine being a little tiny entity swimming upstream and just you know, seeing that. That's crazy, though. And imagine, like, 800 manatees died in 2018, and there's only 6,000. That's almost almost a sixth of the entire population in one year. So those are all the, the ones I wanted to share today. Like I said, there, there are quite a few others. So, you know, there are different things we can do about it. Just one of the, the things that uh, you had talked about before was about the sustainable food. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of the reasons why they're endangered is because they're being hunted. So there's there's different rules in place to make fishing more sustainable. And there are different brands that are, they, they sell sustainable seafood so you can purchase them. So I found a few companies that have sustainable seafood. So it's pretty cool that these companies are coming out and, and offering this. Yeah. One of them is the Bumblebee Seafood Company, and it seems like they have a few different branch companies. Huh. Um, can say I've had them before or heard of them. I don't know. It sounds really familiar to me. I think they sell it in the grocery store. I'm sure it's like, I mean, they have the canned tuna, which I don't eat canned tuna, so that's probably why. Yeah, they offer the canned tuna, and they offer it in packets. It looks like they have salmon and tuna. Lemon pepper looks good, though. <laughs> Minced clams. And they have Whoa. another brand beach cliff they offer canned sardines oh great for your pizza everybody mm-hmm. um so that's one company there's another one called atlantic sea farms and they are offering sustainable seaweed this company used to sell mainly to restaurants until they saw the public need for their products and now they're selling it and delivering it to your home um they also provide fresh sea kelp that's mm. something that you're interested in. Sounds yummy. And they also have a product called Sichi, which is kimchi made with kelp rather than cabbage. So if you like kimchi and kelp, there you go. Sure, a lot of people would love that. Probably. I mean... Kimchi's huge. Yeah. I would be interested to try it, maybe. There's another brand called Good Catch Foods, and they offer plant-based seafood. So they have fish fillets, fish burgers, crab cake. That sounds good. And they're made with chickpeas, soy, navy beans. So that's really interesting. I wonder what that would 
taste. Like I don't like seafood myself, so I don't even have a desire to try it. But I know that you. Ooh, they're at Whole Foods. So you can go to Whole Foods and try out. Oh, I'm gonna be trying this good catch food. Plant-based seafood. It's so hard because I've actually tried plant-based seafood before, and unlike you know your your typical Impossible Beyond type things, black bean burgers. Those are, uh, it's hard, it's easier to make something taste like steak or chicken or beef because it's very salty, it's very dark flavors. It's really hard to imitate seafood Mm -hmm. in the plant-based world. I mean, I've had seafood shrimp before and it just does not taste the same. Yeah, it's a difficult one to to copy. Yeah, especially crab meat that it's, there's imitation crab, but it's still like fish fishy fish stuff i don't really know what they make it out of but it's just really hard to get that you know it's interesting to me chickpeas and this was before i even like knew that they're using chickpeas to imitate seafood i always thought chickpeas had a seafood flavor so when i eat Hmm. chickpea salad it kind of tastes like tuna fish to me very odd i've always thought that so it does have that flavor i i don't taste it but i guess it's because i'm used to like really fishy stuff yeah the only fish that I think actually doesn't taste like seafood is a really good tuna mm. or swordfish, which I'd, I'd hate, I hate to eat swordfish because like, I don't think they're doing too well either, but they taste so good. We shouldn't be talking about that here. <laughs> well, I wanted to share the last one here called Blue Nalu. Oh, I know and this they one. They actually are a lab-produced seafood, so they actually are growing this on an edible surface designed to give them the texture of wild fish meat Hmm. so that's definitely a sustainable way i i don't know as far as like health wise and how that goes growing it but i'd be curious to know like how much the factories they have generate into the atmosphere but other than that that's really cool and i feel like that's the future for food in general like yeah it's gonna lose jobs in those industries but It'll be better for the planet. I don't know what else to say about that. I'm more concerned about like health wise because a lot of it is like more processed and they add weird things that our bodies don't know what to do with. So that's my concern. But I think it's cool that they're not like harming the animals and they're not yeah. producing this. I mean, isn't isn't beyond an impossible the cell cultured <clears throat> food? Oh too? yeah, but it's not very healthy for you. Yeah. But yeah. Those are just a few. There's also a lot more, and I'm sure there's more to come. Probably. I think that's the theme of the episode then is, you know, sustainability. In, mm-hmm. in, you know, we talked about a restaurant. We talked about endangered species and things you can do to save them, basically. And I think that should just be the theme is be more conscious when you go out. Like, you know, you go to the store and you're like, oh, I want to buy some shrimp. But maybe let me, you know, if I'm at Whole Foods, let me see if there's some plant-based shrimp, or you go out to eat at a restaurant. Some restaurants have something on their door that says fresh caught. There's no universal symbol or international symbol for it. I wish there was. It'd be kind of like, this is internationally uh, fresh caught insured or something. I don't know. But yeah, go to your restaurants, ask around. Like usually on the menu, somewhere on the restaurant, it'll say fresh caught fish. And that just means, or sustainable, which just means the fish were literally caught and then transported to the restaurant or it was grown in like a farm basically those are better solutions than the supporting the fishing industry because the fishing industry is terrible they don't care about the fish half the fish die in the markets 
and it's just a bad industry altogether. They fish way more than is actually produced and sent to market. Whereas fresh caught, they only catch what they need. And there's many organizations that are serving the restaurants in your area, most likely. There's many, many organizations that do this, that just fish and, you know, ship them right to the restaurant instead of having middlemen and ruining food and causing more extinctions. That was a lot and it was boring. I'm sorry. Sustainability people. Yeah, it's true. The unfortunate part, I think, is a lot of it is more expensive for people. So that's difficult to find these sustainable foods. I think in this industry, though, you have like Red Lobster and then you have like your traditional mom and pop seafood restaurant. I feel like people in today's world would rather go to like the mom and pop shop for one, Mm -hmm. just to support them, because that's like the new thing. It's 2022. Everybody's trying to support small businesses. You know, if they have like sustainability fresh caught on their door, I'm sure people will be like, oh, that's super cool, because there's a lot of people who want to help they just don't know how all right so that was a good episode do you have anything else to add i hope this was helpful information it's we want to continue to spread the word about what's going on to the oceans and different things that we can do to help protect it so it can continue on for a long time i could not agree more with that statement so to do that we are gonna have a tiktok I don't know what we're going to put on this TikTok yet, but we're going to be official TikTokers <laughs> and TikTok our way into conservation land. We're going to have a YouTube channel. I'm going to post weekly on that. I don't know how often we're going to post on TikTok. Hopefully very often. We also are going to do our beach cleanup we mentioned on, I think you said the 26th. It's on a Sunday. It's the 26th. The 26th mm-hmm. on Sunday in June of 2022, not next year. Not last year, in case you're time traveling. June 26, 2022, on Sunday. So We're going to post more about the details coming yeah, up. Yeah, so check out the Instagram, check out the Twitter, check out the TikTok, check out the YouTube. <laughs> we do. And a Facebook, but I don't think anyone uses Facebook. Unless, I don't think so. Unless uh, Sorry if you do. Well, not sorry, but it's kind of out now. Yeah, the only thing Facebook's good for now is funny videos and streaming. That's about it. Or if you're, Not even that. if you're a mom, moms like it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. All right. That's our episode. So tune in. We're going to have a lot more. We're going to try to get uh, each episode, you know, have like a new theme, a new topic, and try to just give you some information for anyone who cares about saving the environment because we, we care. We care a lot. See, emotionals cares. And that's, that's the episode. We're diving out.
those are uh, it's hard it's easier to make something taste like steak